Hello and welcome to this episode 7 of Overlooked and Undercooked, a critical analysis of Rob Schneider's attempt to shake up the traditional television business model by self-producing, funding, writing, starring in and directing his semi-autobiographical series, Real Rob, I'm Guy Montgomery. My name is Tim Bat, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce this episode's guest, British comedian Carl Donnelly. Hello. Hey, mate. World. How are you? <laughs> yeah, that's good. right. We're well, broadcasting I mean, to the whole world, baby. <laughs> I, I'm all right. Yeah. I was better before I got here. Uh, oh, well, I you see. Didn't, you didn't warn me what this podcast was. Not another was. naysay. Oh, do you know what you're walking into? I just, I didn't know what this new You haven't listened thing to any of the previous on. episodes? I haven't listened to the previous episode of this. I know your back catalogue, and I know what your... <laughs> general vibe is but you just said do you want to come over and do a podcast i was like yeah and i got here and you made me do go through what we just went through a couple of laid back chilled out entertainers i thought it'd just be a lovely three-way chat i didn't know we'd have to spend 24 minutes what with Uh, a fourth member a fourth heroic comedian in the form of rob schneider (laughs) um so the episode we just saw was called sorry i got a hair in my mouth for those of you at home i'm just taking the hair out uh what's my thing yeah and so what we quite like to do, Carl, is get some sort of plot summary from our guests. So could yeah. you maybe, for both those of us in the room and those listening along elsewhere, tell us what we just saw. So from what I obviously I had to catch up because I've, I've not watched the previous episode. Yeah. It's very important because, you know, this is everything's canon <laughs> in the world of real Rob. Rob's uh, wife is she's currently building a strip club for, uh, for, for women. Um, not rock, to not for women to perform in, but for, for, no, for women, women to go. To attend. And, yeah, 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 handsome men, yes, muscle bound, very men. muscly men that she seems to be massaging now and again. Um, and it makes Rob start. Rob's trying to get a sitcom off the ground, but the studio want to change a lot of it. They want to add zombies, apparently. Um, then he also wants to find something that's really his thing. He decides if he's going to do it for the money, he wants to have a sort of, you know, a, 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 a project of sort of love. Yeah. And he decides that will be a health shop because apparently he's really into his health foods and vitamins. He, does, he talks in passing a lot about the idea of GMOs, about organic juices. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, I mean... There's you no know why ev- he talks about them in passing? Because he's not an intelligent man. No, I've come to there's realize. a lot of um, he, he chucks a lot of facts out yes. in, the, in the written in the, the script. But it feels like a lot of it has been googled. Yes, um, yeah. and and for good reason. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then another little side bit is he decides to try and get Ryan Gosling to come to the opening of the strip club. It's going to cost him three hundred thousand cash. So he goes to the bank, gets 150000 We'll probably discuss the bank scene, I imagine. We're led to believe as well that this is no biggie. What, like 300000 300, Yeah, this, he I mean, bristles at it, but it's no yeah. big He's, deal. Getting three hundred. That's a recurring motive. He is insecure at the idea of people's perception of how much money he has. He is constantly... Even, yeah. he, he, he injects talking head style little moments yeah. to establish how much money he's worth. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this feels like it's made to sort of give us an, an idea of his life, and that is correct. you know, the fact that he's even having the, those meetings about making a sitcom, and well, I'd every, like everything is him. It feels like this is the life that he thinks he is living. Can I tell you the ethos which sort of permeated the the set for the entirety of production? What Rob Schneider said in an interview with Deadline at the announcement of this show going forward is, "I want to do my own faulty towers." Ooh. <laughs> 
And so yeah. I think in a lot of ways you can see that on on the screen. Is it in that there's only ever ever like a very small number of episodes made? I think more than <laughs> that. Not even true. There's <laughs> sixteen. Is it sixteen forty towers? Two. Oh no, no sorry. There's Twelve no, forty towers. But I think yeah, so. He's already gone beyond forty towers. So not even in that detail is yeah, it like yeah. forty towers. The detail, towers. the way in which it is like forty towers, is that the operation, not the show itself, but the surrounding framework of the creation of the show was run with the same level of incompetence yeah. as <laughs> Faulty Towers and Torquay. <laughs> and also, with Faulty Towers, in hindsight, some of it not, doesn't not stand the test of time, I don't think. By and large, I mean, so this, still, doesn't, still, this uh, doesn't stand the test of time now. of one second after watching the bits. <laughs> That's right. This was made in 2015. And I think okay. as, as a testament to how, how big of a swing and a miss this was... This is seven episodes now, so we've seen a lot of supporting talent being given various different levels of opportunity to shine comedically yes. with the script that they have been dealt. Uh, and not one member of the supporting talent, first of all, they're not recognisable, which is insane, because this is like three years ago now, and so you'd think he'd hit on one. So they're all Rob Schneider-level talent, which is either that he's a terrible forecaster of what will become... What, oh, who, so are you saying like all of the bit part people are kind of comedy people but they never took off after no one's what are you saying no one's blown, yeah. up, no yeah. one's blown up off the back no, he, he, he must have been casting comic actors for these roles right so yeah. either he's got a terrible eye for talent or he's a personality who, no, who everyone bristles at the idea of working with yeah or he, he's only used good friends and family and that is they're all straight just out of the heavy medicine bad actors production values um, and you, I didn't realise this was 2015 because it does have that whiff of like a sitcom made just before the Me Too yeah. type, you know, in oh, that sort of it, in, the, in the final, in the final, the, the fall of Rome. This he, feels like it was made during. <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine Rob Schneider adjusting his behaviour for any sort of cause or ideology or broader understanding of that, how the world works. That said, though, like in particular, there's a scene oh, that Jamie, his assistant, has in this ep, which is yes. you know, it's like. Oh, this is um, this is at the lower end of the scale of exactly what Harvey Weinstein there, did. Yeah, yeah. No, but well, there's a couple. There's the one with the agent. Um, that's right. There's that's a very right. grisly blowjob happening during a phone call where mm-hmm. an agent. It's for no to no comic effect. To no. The scene felt it finished. It didn't need a punchline at all. The pullback and reveal was the agent was getting a blowjob. That was yeah. the gag, and then I he think. was mean, mean to the woman. <laughs> and then, well, then in the in the uh, at the vitamin shop when he's discovering his thing is to maybe peddle vitamins, he is talking to a lady because there's yeah. a sort of you know obstinate uh, employee, and he says to the lady he tries and gives her help, and then she says you're really creepy, and she walks away, and you watch his eye line follow her ass, and then he says nice ass to a woman he's just established. Well, he doesn't know, thinks he's a creep, and is pregnant. Yes. And he's, all he's done is give her advice about buying organic apples. Because right. of their. And then again, before we get to the scene that you're describing with the assistant, which you were saying we're going to get back to in the oh, bank. Oh, God. He, they thrust an orgasm against one of the supporting members. Carl, take <laughs> us through the beats of that moment. I mean, it, actually, because you said there's a scene at the end you didn't see coming. I didn't see the orgasm scene coming. Right. I could not have predicted. <laughs> I oh, think- I did. Did you? No, well, went, no, not like a mile away, but it was like as soon as we started to go down that path, it was like right. okay. So he basically explains through some bad writing that the money he's withdrawing from the bank is to give to Ryan Gosling. She says, "You know Ryan Gosling." He says, "Yes," and then she has a full blown 
uh, hands-free orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> just She's, at the mere mention of Ryan Gosling's name. Well, I name. mean, when you get to Rob's age and sort of understanding of the ways of the world and the ways of the fear of sex... He knows woman. <laughs> yeah. Can't argue with that. The he man knows understands woman. Yeah. woman. The, yeah, I mean, it's one of them scenes that it's like, hey, hey, if you're going like, to... Any sort of scene like that is just going to... Somebody's going to say, have you not seen when Harry met Sally? Yeah, yeah. But then to take the Annie you know of the actual interesting part of that scene and just make it about well, a woman is so has so little self-control that she's going to hear the, uh, the name of Ryan Gosling not I mean, a picture a, how can she know enough to be a fan of Ryan Gosling if at the very mention of him she has an earth-shattering orgasm how can you watch a movie with Ryan yep. Gosling in the it fun- how can you see a picture of yep. Ryan Gosling the funny thing is though, as well in Harry Met Sally which is a film that came out over 30 years yeah. ago or so <laughs> the whole joke of that is that women are faking it yeah, for yeah, basically yeah. you know the, 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 the pleasure of men essentially yes. that they are so good at manipulating men that they can put on this act and they're utterly convincing and Rob has taken like the surface level bit of that which is women have loud orgasms yeah. at the drop of a hat and missed oh. the entire rest of the context of what that moment is about yeah and also the, you know, she's in a she's in a customer service role yeah let's not lose the fact that it's <sighs> that as if she would how poorly allow that herself how poorly do you feel for this actor they get oh an audition god. they say what's it for Rob Schneider's self-funding a sitcom oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I'll look at the script yeah, well, but that's I'm all I'm telling you I do I'll oh, look at the script I'm sleeping in my car at the moment so I guess Gee, this was modern day servitude in yeah. Hollywood can also can we quickly just point out how quickly she got the cash for that like he he takes out one hundred and fifty thousand dollars cash. And just to get into that as well, he says, "I need to get a cashier's check to cash immediately." That's just a withdrawal. You it don't is. need to get a check if you're turning I, it he, into cash. There is a weird little bit of um, info he gives where he says he wants a cashier's check. I think because he then thinks he might he be able can to write it as a write text right off. Oh right, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so um, it's good to like. It's good for him just to throw that bit of information. Yeah. Business but that bit, bit that bit of information, I think, is so he can say the name Ryan Gosling I think he's put all that dumb information in but you so can he can cause that. her to have an orgasm you can do that with a withdrawal you can put it if it's your account you can account, say $150,000 it's on for the Ryan Gosling put a note on the account with a withdrawal that says Ryan Gosling because that's what he's saying with the cashier's yes, check yes it is yeah. it's the same fucking sorry but <laughs> no, it's, is, a, I think it it's, a, it's a very entertaining thing by which to be frustrated <laughs> and amongst everything it's else it's like at a, at a minimum my guy yeah. can we just get the basics of how you get money out yeah, of a yeah, bank account but then she she gets the money out just from the like about one foot away from her to the right <laughs> behind a screen $150,000 cash yeah I don't know I mean I don't know how American banks work but not even out of a drawer that's coming out of a safe <laughs> you list celebrities names until the cashier has an orgasm <laughs> and then they reach 30 centimeters to their yeah. right mm. and they give you $150,000 Carl I'd like to quote you to you this was about one minute into the show this is bad isn't it <laughs> That was yeah. That was my gut. My gut. Re- that was a gut reaction. Yeah. And then we sat through the rest of the thing, and it never changed. I mean, did do you know what it felt? It felt like a first draft. Yeah. You know I mean, that's why it felt like. Well, if the three people in the room are the three stars of the show, well, one what, is presu- I mean, one's his wife. One is him. Yes. And one is what's pres- her um, Patricia? Background? She's uh, she's Mexican. She does not have a background as a performer. Right. This, this is her sort of debut on screen. She's a right. Ro- 
Uh, no background as a writer, but she Until is this. writing and performing in this show. She right. was a producer, though, right? She was a producer in Mexico. I think Television in Mexico. Producer. Okay, so she's got some background. She should yes. know what she's doing. Yeah, I think she's. Well, she says she's twenty nine. What well, like she? And this, she knows what she's doing in the same way. If we go and watch a game of football, <laughs> we could run out on the pitch and play with professional footballers. And technically, do it all, but like, I mean, in the right way. She holds her own in the scenes against Rob. Well, weirdly, I don't think she's... I think her acting-wise yeah. is one of the stronger I'm with of you on the that. group. Well, the, she, I mean, the assistant, in terms of acting, is where only, I think it really falls down. The he's only, fucked, eh? He's absolutely... He's, he sort of looks like he's trying to act like a bad Ben Stiller <laughs> uh, character. Yeah, I can see that. She's the only person with one, you know, iota of charisma. Like, the only person who it's possible, even through... Her character is not, by any means... Uh, a good character like in terms of as a person oh I wouldn't say that she's, she's got the same mean spirit that Rob does it just no, manifests differently I, I don't think, think she's nice I think she's the nicest of the bunch yeah she's, she's got like a lot of maternal instincts that that come out during the show and she stuff. tolerates the worst she's an enabler yeah she is yeah but okay. that's colour her I think her core personality is good well it's easy to warm to her because of this I mean yeah, we're, we're all on true. the same page here yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean it's easy to warm somebody who's married to the world's biggest asshole. yeah I don't mean that in real I don't know what he's like in real life but his presumably character, his character not, in this is an abomination not a million of a miles away <laughs> he's a ho- he's horrible yeah. although weirdly I said something I think you were in the bathroom um, I said that he's acting style in this I don't know if that's how he, like, he's actually he tries to play it quite straight but it feels like he's trying to act like Michael Keaton in the sort of you know Michael Keaton's yeah. gone through this revolution in the last five years and become like it's, it feels like he's watched Michael Keaton's renaissance and gone I'm going to act exactly like Michael Keaton and he's doing he's doing his darndest yeah even dresses like him it's did you enjoy Birdman I did enjoy Birdman I yes. loved Birdman yeah. I love a bit of drumming though so I mean, weirdly I, I, I watched it the same week as um, Whiplash oh and that's a weird two I film to two watch actually. in the same week because yeah. obviously I watched Birdman loved it and obviously it's got that real jazz undercurrent to the it the whole thing but then I watched Whiplash and I was like oh, I actually prefer yeah this it's a I much watched, more simple film about just about jazz I watched jazz. them in the same Week. I also saw what Juice Bigelow European Gigolo that week yes. and I thought of the three <laughs> it was the that was the one that really jumped out because <laughs> what we have here is a man unexp- unafraid to explore different cultures yes uh, different ways of life and all you know encased in, in a sort of a well structured and written comedy can I ask you a question Guy how are you fearing because we've watched five episodes of this today yeah yeah how are you going how's the mental health uh, it's actually fine Having different people come in and all of their reaction is to like, uh, they sort of buck up against, you know, like yeah. everyone kind of is, has been quite, shaken's not necessarily They right. get taken <laughs> off guard. By yeah, what, yeah. I'm shaken. But I uh, I feel like I've been holding pretty steady, That's to good. be completely honest. It, it's you, you don't, both of you, I mean, yeah, I think Tim is, you seem to be struggling more with it. Yep. Like you were getting angry during. Guy was actually very restrained. I think Tim's Stoic. sort of coming in and out of uh, his sensibility. I don't. Guy's got a good ability to, if something's really pissing him off, just sort of switch off to it. Well, he did uh, at one point just go and put some cups away. Yeah. So I think there is a there are some undercurrents going on. No, I had to put the cups. So I got to, I got to leave after this recording. We've you know. all got our coping mechanisms. Yeah. You know, I'm railing against it because I. Uh, full-heartedly still believe somewhere in me that it will change if I can express my my anger yeah. to it. How but many episodes are left? One in the first season. So 
So it's eight episodes. Mm. Eight and episodes a season. Based on, so with the Netflix thing, because obviously it just kicks into the new episode, yeah, we've yeah. got the still frame from the first frame of the next episode where Guy quickly pressed pause before it kicked off. And I think we're going to get treated to this sitcom that he keeps yeah. talking about yeah. as yeah. the final I mean, clip. Certainly, we've got something to look forward to. The title of the eighth episode is Opening Night, which would suggest we are about to watch Rob's version of comedy within <laughs> Rob's version of comedy. Oh, also, the opening night of the strip club. Oh, of oh yes, and we get to see if Gosling makes an appearance. You know, he it, absolutely it doesn't. It is so telling that we <laughs> needed I'll you be- to relay to us, the people who've watched seven episodes, yeah. that that's what's going to happen because the number of plot ideas or threads <laughs> oh, that these yeah. people open up and do not pursue. Yeah. They've hey, Carl, up- do you want to take a bit? Sorry, do you want to take a bit as to whether or not Gosling, Gosling will turn up? I mean, and I'll let's do the odds. I will make a oh. bit with you. Say like. Uh, eight to one odds. That okay, eight, eight, eight in favour that he will not be there. So if you want to take the bet that he's going to appear, I will pay you eight times the money. Right. You see what I'm saying? Oh, that's such a it's a tempting bet, but I know he's he cannot physically be in it. Yeah, exactly. Take well, Gosling, eight to one odds. One thing eight. Gosling has is you know some level of quality control put, in the script put, it works. But in. he's in Hollywood. Put five dollars down, man. Maybe, and the weird thing is, you never know. They might be old friends. So unlikely. Put five, put five dollars down. <laughs> you you get forty bucks right, out I'll of this. Put five dollars in. If the universe implodes and Gosling turns up, yeah. I give you forty dollars. But you got to give me five. I will take that bet. Fabulous. There is no way Ryan Gosling is going to show up in this. Who? Show. All right. Here's another good. Let's. Uh, who do you think he's going to get? Because that might. I, I feel like I can. I can get in his mind. Nice. Who's if Rob Gosling Sh- isn't going to make it, yeah. I think he's going to go for a replacement that will be bad. Sandler. I, no, oh. no, it's going to be. It's a plot device I've already used. It's going to be a. Oh, oh, okay. They're not going to go. Yeah, not this skillful show. They're not going to reuse a joke or a format. No, I'm they've saying they're, they're not doing Sandler would be more original than what they're going to do, which oh. is going to be he's going to try and palm it off the same way he did with the bear. He's going to get some like. He's just put gonna Jamie f- in a latex suit. Yeah, he'll, he'll, it's yeah, going to be a lookalike. Or like a, yeah, or like some oh, sort of yeah. person he finds on the street. No, no, I like this idea that he'll get an impersonator. I he'll get a Ryan, Ryan Gosling impersonator. Because obviously there was the money sort of issue at the end of that. Yeah. Is that my, like, Oh, yeah, sorry. Take us through that, car. What happened there? So obviously he gets $150,000. He puts it in a special... I See, I thought he just put it in a bag. It looked so like a I. handbag. Yeah. Turns out he's put a... Um, anti-theft. An anti-theft, like, ink cartridge. He gives it to his assistant and says, don't open that. His assistant then essentially tries to sexually assault a woman in his room yeah. and when she tries to leave he wants to give her money for a taxi opens it it explodes in his face he's now ruined $150,000 yeah um, so now obviously <laughs> now he physically cannot afford Gosling so now we've actually but, well, Gosling's obviously not going to be there I've just t- I've talked myself out of my no, bet but I, I've, waste, I've burnt $5 there but, but the thing is is that you're operating in a, in a world where like the TV show follows a logical oh, yeah, yeah. one event after the yeah. other and there's consequence and yeah. in this show there isn't so the the episode ended so confusingly oh, it's mental we get the exploded $150,000 that Jamie's opened and yes. ruined the money and then it just ends yeah, that, that's, that's it yeah. hard cut to credits and I was like what the fuck and then the opening um, we can see the opening frame of the next episode and it looks like it's opening onto the sitcom. So I don't think it's going to get addressed. I think it's just like, well, that's that's a, that episode's world, you know, that it briefly existed. The, that can't be right. Time will tell. Carl, do you think that we're punching up? In what, in the... By, what, by doing, watching this project, the show? The podcast itself. Um, well, I, I think there's so much wrong with it that I think, you know, he is a successful Hollywood... 
you know he's he's been around he how do you define success um well he's still working he's still he's obviously got enough money to self-fund this he's paying himself is that still working? Yeah, that's how that's how True. that's how economies work nowadays. <laughs> Money's not real, is it? It's just it's created and then punched like pumped back in. So I think I mean he has had a you would if you were a job in actor, he you would say he's had a very successful career. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, I think and I think he's put this out. I think you are allowed to critique it and I think there are moral issues of what he's doing oh, that allow this ones. to be critiqued in quite a harsh manner. Countless. No, you know, none more so than the fact that they place a Juice Bigelow male gigolo poster at the bedhead of his assistant's apartment. Yeah, that is crazy it's stuff. Insane. Yeah, I mean, it's all this. There's yeah, there's so much wrong with this. I think I couldn't. I don't think you could well, be accused of punching yeah, down well, on I pre- Schneider. I appreciate that, Carl. You've made me feel better about the situation because I think you're right. Sometimes. Uh, a moral wrong rises to the level where it's like we yeah. actually do need to talk about this I think so I think this is yeah there's I didn't a... want this to just be us shitting on a show <laughs> and that's why we you don't did want or you didn't did not you have at turns shit no, no, no. all over yeah, this show yeah but I've got, what I've tried to do so hard is to not colour anything because each episode we have a new guest yeah. and we don't we don't yeah. you know really brief them on anything not at anything. all I do nothing so you just come in and you get a take and if there was one episode that was great yeah, then yeah. that's what we would talk about but it hasn't on about happened. the third moment in the show where it sort of it felt like they he when they were writing it they'd never met a woman before <laughs> that was when I, I think I said to you is it always like this like, yeah. is this something that it is. Rare, and when you tell me it is I think that's when you realise that it, this is open Nearly for, always it's open season on criticising this what do you think of the stand up interstitials well I've said he, weirdly he looked so unhappy while he was doing it there was a real sadness because he's to performing him. to no one no yeah but I, I mean he, even then you just he, you know he's acting the rest of the show just give it a little bit of salt and pepper on the he, performance he did have a cutaway to audience this time because we every Were other time really there? Sorry? Were they there? That could have just it's been. impossible well, to know. Well, it's true. It's a good point. It took six or seven episodes for him to figure out that people are going to get suspicious unless you have sort of <laughs> silhouettes of heads in some sort of frame. Yeah. I mean, it's just... And what's weird is he's done an impression of his wife in the routine, but we've just met his wife the whole exactly. show and it's not how she talks. Exactly. So there's so many... There's weird little decision-making things that have happened in this that... And it would it's sort of like you could get away with that if you did the stand up bit first. Yeah. It wouldn't be good because no. you'd be proven wrong immediately. But you could enjoy the joke at the time um, when he's doing it on stage with this impersonation of his Mexican wife. And then we meet her after that point, and it's like, oh, okay, he's dialing her up. Yeah, but yeah. to meet her first and then get the impersonation, which is the time he does it, you know, yeah. straight off the bat. The, f- the opening frame of the series is a conversation between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, you've removed your ability to do an impersonation of someone we've met when you're not yeah. adding anything to It's just it's a bad, so racist Mexican And the voice. little pieces to camera, them cutaways, they... Like, you like those? I, I hate yeah, them. Yeah, I thought you'd like those. <laughs> it's like... It's such a shit plot device. It's such, it's such a clear plot device of him's going like, I didn't well, know how to move between these no, two scenes. None of the techniques serve their purpose, though. None of them actually, serve, you know, they, no. don't, they don't move anything forward. They don't draw any lines between anything. They're just all sort of there. But I've got to say, credit to the man. For? Big, well, he did it, didn't he? What, for making it? Well, yeah. Oh, no, how many shows have you, you know, self-funded, written, produced, started, uh, no, and directed? I just, I, yeah, I, I agree. There's a, you know, there's a... You can't fault his worth e- work ethic. No. And but you can, well, you can fault his ethics. I think I... Yeah, true. I think I could fault his work ethic. 
Because you said, I can't remember if this is when the mics were on first or not. Draft. It feels like a draft. I thought that was just the script feels like a first draft. And I think that's. And I'm what, saying that as somebody who's never written a script. <laughs> so but I mean, that, if I'm saying that, it's bad. That's what happens when you um, insulate yourself from any critique, which he's done by constructing a writer's room of himself, his wife, yeah. and. Jamie, who I presume they have a similar dynamic off screen where he is his boss. Yes. If not in a direct sense that he's paying his rent in a in a kind of professional career sense yeah, yeah, where yeah. he's riding the the Rob train. What would you say to Rob Schneider if you could talk with him right now? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, it'd be it wouldn't be so much. I wouldn't give him advice. I, I'm no one to give advice, but I would. I'd, I'd have a lot of questions about. What would you? What do you want? To I ask would like him? to know how he feels about this now after the last sort of year, eighteen months of. Uh, the Me Too movement, just every, just I think like people in, especially in his world, Hollywood, having to, men having to have a little look at themselves and see about behaviour, has would that make him look back at some of the choices he made professionally? I think you overestimate this guy's consciousness. I think he looks back on this, he he reflects on it purely in comedic terms, and I think he's misguided enough to think that it's been a success. Well, is he? Why is what's the? I don't know anything. Well, he about. did another season, didn't he? Um, season two, but did it get? So it's on Netflix. Both seasons. So it's, it I've, must have had. It must have some fans. I've got a theory. He paid Netflix to put it on. Can that, is that a thing you can do? I think that he just. <laughs> I so- that can't be real. I think he sold it back to Netflix for fifty cents on the dollar. You reckon? So so yeah. He lost money making it, but he still he got. He's trying to recoup a little bit yeah. of the loss of production. I think that's quite possible. When, it, like, truly. Uh, when did the second season come out? Last year must have been. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. And so you haven't you haven't got onto that yet. Well, no, we're doing it consecutively, aren't we? Out of respect for the the craft, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see what that's saying. You know, I mean, I'm now probably gonna. Are you gonna cane through this? No, I've no, no, no. I mean, I don't want. There's no to. world in which you're I'm gonna probably touch gonna have to watch the final again. episode of this series I'm, just to get the Goslin. I'm goss. juiced. I am real juiced to watch the final episode, not because of the bit, but just to watch it. The bit a little <laughs> bit though, because I'm a gambler. Um, I love a gamble. Yeah, I'd be. I'd. I'd like to hear his proper thoughts on it. Is, that, is there any interviews online or any? Uh, not that I, we've dug up. I dude, think that feels I, more like a retrospective to me. It strikes could, me as somebody who's got a blog. <laughs> you know I, mean? I think he, he reads <laughs> a lot of them. I don't know if he writes <laughs> right. any. I couldn't do it. I couldn't watch any press junket interviews for this because it'll make me feel really sad about what we're doing. I think. Nah, it's all good. Because he'll say stuff like, "This is what he was saying." I'm really proud of this. You know, fi- this is this is um, this is really me putting my life out yeah, there and what I, I really know. think about the world and my worldview and my experiences being someone who's experienced you know a lot of success in their life professionally. This is kind of the foibles that people might not be aware of yeah. of my life. And it's like I don't want to. I don't want to be critiquing something that is so close to your heart. Or he might. It might all be a big joke. It might be a, a very self-conscious, Cal. like con, you know, controlled, Cal measured thing. Look in my eyes. I know. What are the odds on that? It, I mean, the odds what are bit, slim. What bit would it take? I mean, the odds are worse than Goslin showing up in the last episode. But you know, stranger things have happened. Tommy Wiseau claims that his was like a kind of a satirical work of exactly. comedy. I mean, yeah, obviously we don't. Rob Schneider could it. claim the same. Exactly. I am on the real Rob Twitter stream. <laughs> <laughs> How many followers has that got, guy? Guess. Um, oh, I reckon he's got uh, loads. Six thousand. Six thousand. The real him. The real no, person. Real Rob. The TV Just show. The show. Oh, Just the, the show. The show. Oh, that's probably not got much. Um, Eighteen thousand. Three thousand eight hundred twelve. Oh, that is low. That and is really low for a show. 
I'm just checking out. Has he got one? Has he got a personal? Watch the behind the scenes of our shoot. There is a behind the scenes here. Oh my God. This is <laughs> something to look forward to. Well, we'll watch Two that. retweets, nine favorites. Oh. Brutal. Oh, who retweeted it as well? That's always a fun thing to look That's into for promo content. Yeah, it's fucking It'll good. be like him and his agent. Good well, yeah, but he work. can't have a... Surely... Yeah, it's, it's his, the, the Real Rob Twitter account and Nicole Partis, who appears to work in PR... What uh, has Rob got a personal Twitter account? He does, and he's got like seven hundred. He's got seven hundred and twelve thousand followers. Norm Macdonald. Did he not even retweet it then? No, probably not. As we spoke <laughs> about in a previous <laughs> in a previous tweet, wrote this. This is to suggest that Rob Schneider has done Norm Macdonald a huge favour at some point in his life. My friend Rob Schneider, one of the few comedy auteurs we have, has created the hysterical Real Rob. Ooh, and season two is now streaming on Netflix. Couldn't recommend anything more. Oh, that's a friend's message, though, isn't it? Friends don't let friends make real Rob. He has nailed himself. But yeah, to you the can't stop a that. friend making a thing. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, but they, they, no, but they didn't. They do Saturday Night Live together. Yeah. they go way back. But Norm yeah. doesn't have to be quite so effusive in his praise for this steaming pile of I shit. I know, but I think Norm likes winding people up. Oh, they, do you know what? I think you're right. Like he, I think he, he, will ne- he would never like praise something that was like widely yeah, loved. You're right. He's much more likely to think of a friend who Everything, might be doing a show that's getting a bit slammed, and yeah. he'd do that just for a, a wink and a nod. Absolutely. Because yeah. I, I actually think he did that in his appearance as well. He, right. Fuck, what does he say? He says, oh, okay. So in his cameo in the second episode... Um, he he says to Rob, he's like, "Hey, listen, man, I really appreciate you coming here and talking to me, and I fully read it as this is what you yeah, should be saying to yeah. me right now for being in this show." That's yeah, that's that's definitely there's a bit of an in joke there. Yeah, Who within else, the episode, it? it was. Do you want to know what it was because of in the episode? Because Rob read on a blog that vasectomies give you dementia, right? And Norm Macdonald had a had a vasectomy. Okay. And so simultaneously, while denigrating Rob on his own show, he was also showing the signs of dementia as a comic uh, vehicle. But then he made his assistant Jamie get a vasectomy so he could have a like a human experiment uh, that he could watch. And after and that, on. the storyline was never picked up or addressed <laughs> ever again. <laughs> um, we're just about done for time here, but Carl, is there anything you would like to plug while we've got you? Plug? Um, we do not know when this will be released. Um, I suppose just one of my podcasts. I do one called the Carl and Chris podcast. I do one called Babysitting Trevor, which has just been nominated for Best Comedy Podcast at yes. the British Comedy Congratulations. The British Podcast Awards. And that is it's a weird one. It's a me and Chris Martin and a very Australian man called Trevor Crook. Uh, just we're trying to get Trevor to become a modern man because he's I've the heard most about, old fashioned I've, uh, guy. Yeah. This Trevor's a real bloody oh, card. He's brilliant. He's brilliant, but like he's good when we're working with him and keeping him busy. But at the moment we have a little break in between seasons, he just disappears into his cave and just comments on things online. <laughs> we have it, it, basically, I just—it's us trying to stop him from going mad. This sounds great. It's really fun. Like we took him, we made him do yoga, and we do like we try and make him do things to help his. He's got chronic OCD and right. some anxiety. Issues. Oh, that's awesome. So it's, it's, there is a nice tone to it, but it's also very funny because he's also a bit of an f- old filth bag. And that is called Babysitting Trevor. Yes. Thank you so much. Babysitting Trev. It's called Babysitting Trevor. But oh, my bad. Online, Sorry. I think it's sort of all our Twitter Trunk and that are called Babysitting Trevor. Um, 
Tim, anything else to say? Guys, it's been such a pleasure and a joy because I don't have to watch any more of this right in this instant. So, <laughs> Carl, thank you so much Cheers, for joining man. us. Thanks Carl Donnelly, world's funniest man. I would like, I'll put it on record. I would like to leave uh, this episode with a quote from Rob Schneider, actually, from within the episode. Uh, he says, I like cutting in front of people in restaurants when they've been waiting in line a long time because I'm famous and they're not. 